Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one monumental page of Talmud a day. And what a day is today, Aruvin 19 and 20, because today it's the big one. We're talking about, dare I say it, hell or heck, if you're so inclined. Hello to you, friend, teacher, inspiration, Rabbi David Bashevkin. Leah, what an absolute joy. And when I was a young child, we would say H-E double hockey sticks. I don't know if that was a custom <laughs> that reached your neck of the woods growing up in Israel, but that was the colloquialism that we used as a young elementary school yeshiva boys to avoid saying what was then known as the H-word. Uh, <laughs> For us, the H word was hummus. Now, as a kid, there were very few things that I that I thought were inappropriate for me to say, and and sadly, the same habit is still with me. But listen, man, what a page! What a beginning! I want to read you a paragraph, and and then I need a a a, a heck of a lot of explanation on this one. Those who pass through, these are people who transgress the will of the Holy One. Blessed be He. Valley indicates that their punishment is that. Gehenna or Gehenum or, well, what we know as colloquially as hell, is deepened for them. Of weeping and turn it into a water spring indicates that they weep and make tears flow like a spring of the foundations, meaning like a spring that descends to the foundations of the earth. Moreover, the early rain covers it with blessings, indicate that they accept the justice of God's judgment and say before him, Master of the universe, you have judged properly, you have acquitted properly, you have condemned properly, and it is befitting that you have prepared Gehenna for the wicked and the Garden of Eden for the righteous. Do we have hell in Judaism? I think it comes as a surprise for a few listeners. It certainly is fascinating, and um, I think it's not a coincidence that the passages of hell appear in Tractate Erevin. I think for a lot of less mathematically inclined minds, uh, this very Masechta, this very Tractate, can feel like a hell of sorts, and I think it's actually a fitting place and analogy to talk about the Jewish concept of hell. And it's my understanding that while there is imagery talking about hell as if it was a geographic place, if you look at the totality of Talmudic and Midrashic literature, hell is not a place. Hell, like the you know what we colloquially call heaven, is the presence or absence of a relationship. And I think it's really notable, and it comes from our very page where the imagery used to describe what hell is, is it's derived from the verse, in I believe in Tehillim and Psalms, that talks about the Amek Habacha, the Valley of Tears. And if you think for a moment about what the imagery, what do you see when you look at a valley? If you go and you see these the Amek, which is almost like a canyon of sorts, Amek implies something that's like depressed. When you look at the Grand Canyon, when you look at a sprawling valley and you have that awe, what in fact are you in awe of? And if you think about it, the response really is that you're in awe of the absence of the negative space of what can be there that you're not conscious of unless you see it in this grand scale. Huh. And... 
I think that in many ways is the analogy for what Gehenim or hell is. It is the awareness of the lost opportunity, the negative space of what we could have cultivated with God. And what I think is really powerful, and this, you know, my dear friend, Reb Tzadok HaKohen Melublin, the great Hasidic master of the late 19th century, points out. I'm surprised, it, by the way, that you would mention Rabbi Tzadok because you really never have before. Have I not mentioned Reb Tzadok here? Oh, we, we, no, never. We've got to get him on. Not, not once or twice or six times. Uh, I'm just teasing you. I know that he's the great teacher and kindly continue. So Reb Tzadok points out something very interesting, and it's true on this page, it's true on a lot of pages. When they talk about Gehenim very often, about hell, they describe the Oro Shel Gehenim, the light of Gehenim. They're not just talking about, you know, fires like Dante's, you know, furnace, but they're talking about Or, which is usually described as like constructive light, something positive. And what Reb Tzadok explains is that the Oro Shel Gehenim, the positive light of hell, is the recognition of what is absent. And very often, I would almost talk about in, in our own lives, you know, we sometimes learn about personalities and thinkers through books, through film and television, and we reach out and we see these amazing personalities and if they're no longer in this world, there's a moment where a person can introspect to themselves and say, I wish I had known them. I wish they were a part of my life. I wish I could bring them in. You know, I think about how in many um, yeshivas or in many synagogues, they leave a chair that is empty because that's where the previous rabbi may have sat or that's where a certain dignitary may have sat. You know, in the Turo synagogue, they have the place where George Washington has sat. And in those moments when you recognize that something is missing, you're able to forge a present and positive relationship through the recognition of absence. And that, I think, is what the light of Gehenim is all about. Gehenim is a place where we're forced to come and confront the missing relationships that we could have cultivated in this world. And we only go there because it's through that absence that we're able to construct a positive relationship for eternity with God. And that, so to speak, is the light of Gehenna. It's looking at that empty chair and saying, what could have been had I had a relationship, had I met, had I invested more time in that relationship? In the words of Rabbi Joni Mitchell, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Exactly. Paved paradise, put up a parking lot. Beautifully said, and that, in fact, is the light of hell. Rabbi Beshevkin, thank you so much as ever. An absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone, or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day 
a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>